We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Moose and Runes podcast. This is episode one ninety two of the podcast. Yes, that was it. that's like the first time I think you've guessed and gotten it right. Usually, you guess and you're like three or four off. Alongside Matt Roney, I am Joe Musso <laughs> here to bring you a you pop pick'em special. That. Yeah, I just you just broke up the intro, and now you've broken up the intro twice. So I'd even like I'd even like to take this thing from the top, but we're not gonna. Matt, not how gonna. are you? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well, Joe. I'm, I'm, it's a little bit later in the week, but I'm happy to be talking. Yeah, I, I think it actually works out well. I think the ma- making the prop picks a little bit closer to game yeah. day actually might have inadvertently worked out well. It might might be better that our schedules kind of only drive to, today this week. Now, we're going to give you a whole bunch of picks here on a bunch of prop lines because that's what the Super Bowl is all about. Uh, take them with a grain of salt. Uh, I'm 11-9-1 on the season. I give you a throwaway Knicks bet that was in the yeah. money until was it wasn't right yeah. down the stretch. There. Oh, you lost uh, that bet? Yeah, I did. I did take oh, a loss. I was, I was tr- kind of watching that game early, and I, I just I was at work and just figured it was Yeah, over. no, they got, they got blown out late. What, what happened with I had the a game Hawks of year? I had a Hawks over. They, they, they were at five when the over was six, so it did not hit. All right, so Matt is 7-14 and 14 on the season. Uh, one of those is a martyrdom. Do have to point that out. And Thank I am 11-9. It's 7-14 and and with an asterisk. <laughs> with an asterisk. Uh, I am 11-9-1 on the season, so uh, that is uh, that is the type of insight you're getting here on these picks. But uh, if nothing it's else, just, they it's will. It's a down year for me. It's down year uh, for me. They'll shed a little bit of light on uh, some interesting lines here. Maybe you find something you like, you jump on it. We'll see. Uh, we're going to break down the game a little bit first. We're going to give you a game pick. We're going to give you a total pick. And then we're going to do a little player pass on some of the uh, biggest props. So I'm going to read off the prop. Matt gets decided if we're playing or passing. And then we'll both make our pick if he wants to play it. So that's Probably how things are going to go me. here. Just fade Matt uh, throughout and and go home rich on Sunday. But Matt, before we get into the gambling side of things, uh, it's been two weeks worth of talk and it's been relatively quiet. I mean, all things considered, all things considered, maybe it's because maybe due to COVID, it's been so quiet because Radio Row's dead. There's not everything going on. There's not the Super Bowl parties. But at the same time, you would think that because there's no pomp and circumstance that these guys would be left to their own devices kind of quite literally, like on their phone, somebody mm-hmm. tweeting at someone. I know Jason Pierre-Paul made a comment about uh, the Chiefs' offensive line, but that was kind of the end of that. It's all just been kind of this um, uh, let me applaud my opponent. Uh, Tom Brady thinks Pat Mahomes is so great. Pat Mahomes thinks Tom Brady's so great. There's been There's been little bad blood throughout these two weeks. Do you feel like the week's missing anything? No, because I think it, it just... I, I would have liked to have, obviously, Radio Rose nice because he see interviews with these guys. He do get off-the-cuff comments, but I, I think it's kind of been replaced just by the hype for the greatest quarterback matchup in Super Bowl history. I, I think a lot of the whatever outside noise that there may or may not have been is being drowned out, would be drowned out by just talk of Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, and usually that's yeah. a story that I'd kind of get bored of by now, but this is such a unique ch- – I mean, this is like – before Mahomes came around, if we had a Brady versus Montana Super Bowl, we don't have. Obviously, we're never yeah. going to have that. We wouldn't ever have that. But this is the closest thing we'll ever have to to 
the goat right now and they the one guy that probably seems like he has a chance to catch him uh, yeah. with obviously a lot of career left I think that that storyline has just been so dominant that it's kind of overshadowed drowned out the noise and then obviously yes like you said with it being COVID with teams kind of treating this more like regular practice weeks instead of like you know building up to a Super Bowl with, with all the commitments and stuff because of COVID they're you know doing things over Zoom and then not much else uh, yeah I think that's absolutely drowned out a lot of the noise you would hear earlier because you get a lot more off the cuff comments you get a lot more random stuff a lot more people around just don't have that anymore you make a great point that it is the greatest of all time versus the greatest of present time and anytime you can get that in any realm of sports I mean it's it's made for pay-per-view, but uh, Matt, with the comment you made about um, Tom Brady and just mm-hmm. the legacy aspect of things, did I last week that I kind of break down how I see this in terms yes, of yes, you were saying seven, last week, seven and one versus is, six, and this is this, this is, is the date where we decide who not decide, but this is the date we'll go back on when when the conversation is being had when Pat Mahomes has four Super Bowls or whatever. This head to head is going to be huge in that conversation. Um, but uh, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's break down the game. Uh, we're looking at Kansas City laying three. Uh, we're looking at an over-under of 56. God, that's Matt, a lot of points. It's a ton of points. And just to kind of inform your decision here before we put some picks to paper. Um, a lot of rain, the right? Le- of the last, I'm not sure about the forecast, but of the last seven Super Bowls to have totals north of 50, six of them have gone under. So sometimes we get a little hyped up with these numbers when there's been a lot of scoring in the season or when there's two high scoring offenses coming into the game. And it's just not that. I mean, if nothing would surprise me in this game, if they come out and there's 24 points scored in the first quarter, wouldn't surprise me because of how good these two offenses are. If we come out and it's three, nothing after one, because it's your normal Super Bowl, feel it out. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to get punched on the chin right away type opening. That wouldn't surprise me either. So yeah. um, this total is, a little scary Todd Furman gave me a first half underplay but I do like the total under however you want to play it yeah I, I think I would like I, I like the first half under total play and I do like the overall under I just it's it's 57 points and I know how good these quarterbacks are but that's a whole lot of points in a playoff game and I, I think in matchups like this people tend to fall in love with the over and drive it up even more so I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know 57 by now turns into 58 59 by the time we're kicking this thing off just because i think a lot of while the, the smarter money might kind of go in on the under i think you might see a lot of overall bets kind of drive up that over um that over um but like like you said i, I think early on you're going to see a little bit of a feeling out process the, the weather's not supposed to be great uh in tampa all day on sunday uh so so i think it might be a little bit of a, a sloppier track and I, th- I think you're going to see tampa try and play a little bit more of a ball control type of game than they usually have i, I don't think they're I think they know their path to victory is not trying to go touchdown for touchdown with KC. I, I think that their path for victory is to win the time of possession battle, 35-25, 37-23, something like that, and keep the ball in, in Tom's hands. And I think that usually when is when that's usually your strategy, that usually plays more towards the under in a game. Well, let's see how effective you think they'll be in that effort. Uh, Kansas City lay in the three. How would you play the game like? Oh, man. I, you know... I can't go wrong. Don't him and haul like, no, not, like not, you didn't not, know this is what no, you no. had to do. To- <laughs> no, but it, I've been just, I, throughout the week, you know, at work talking with people, whatever you get asked this question a lot. I, I still don't know how to answer it. I think if I had to answer it, I'm going to go with the Bucks just because 
I, I'm not sure they're going to win the game. I think it's going to be a close one, and we've said it on this podcast a million times. If I bet against Tom Brady and I'm wrong, I can live with that. I, I share a similar sentiment to that. I, I do like the – I'm much more steadfast. That's been my pick for 10 days now. But when I saw it at three and a half, I jumped on it. But mm-hmm. it's three now. Uh, Tom Brady getting points in the playoffs has been my chorus the last two rounds. And it's come through, so why stop now? I, I just think that we had to record a little something that they're putting together, like all of the on-air people, um, their pick for the mm-hmm. game with a final score and why. And as I thought through it and as I kind of committed this game to, you know, you can make a pick here, make a pick there while you're talking with people, but throwing it out there into the ether, you always want it to be on point. And the more I thought about it, the most talented collection of players is the Kansas City Chiefs without Absolutely, question. Absolutely, yeah. It has been for maybe the last three seasons, definitely the last two seasons. The most talented group of players is the Kansas City Chiefs. Talent will get you to a Super Bowl, as we've seen out of the Chiefs this year. They've slept walked through a little bit of those um, maybe less engaging contests they've had during the regular season and still, what did they finish the season? 14-3. 14 and two. So uh, that just speaks to their ability to get the job done, but get the job done is different than execution. I say that to outline the fact that the talent gets you to the Super Bowl. The execution wins the Super Bowl for you. It's a one game basis. You're putting two teams on a field in the NFL. We've seen teams get upset throughout the course of this season. I, I say that because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, while they are talented, are coming into the game with a little bit of a t- talent deficiency. But in terms of execution, if Tom Brady is leading your team onto the field and he's built that expectation around everybody and everyone started to raise their play around him, I think that they are the more likely team to execute in this moment. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, and just to look at it from a straight, like, I got this guy, you got that guy type standpoint, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs are the most talented offensive roster in the NFL. I'd say number two is the Tampa, Tampa. Bay Buccaneers. Like just thinking At about least the from an offensive of weapons, standpoint, yeah. Yeah, but neither of these defenses is anything special. Tampa Bay played really well in the NFC title game, and Tyron Matthew has a takeaway here and there. Kansas like that, City has that, a couple special players, but overall that unit is not Yeah, special. no, th- these that are these sense. are uh, these offensive yes. these offenses have have led their two teams into the Super Bowl. Now, Mike Evans, he's had the drops a little bit here in the postseason, but he's still a crazy weapon. If you get Antonio Brown back, there's another piece that's a bonus. Chris Godwin might be the best of all of them. Um, in terms of tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, a guy who's done it a million times. Cameron Brady, a guy who continues to come up big. You got Leonard Fournette. You got Rojo. There's, there's a ton of offensive firepower on Tampa Bay. So if you take that offensive firepower on Tampa Bay, compare it to the Chiefs and say, all right, we're the tier below them, but can we execute better? I believe that Tom Brady, the Buccaneers, will execute better on Super Bowl Sunday. That's why I like him getting the three. Yeah, um, I think my only concern, worry, is if we see an offensive performance like we saw in Green Bay, I do think Kansas City is going to win the game. Not the Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, tough to throw, Tampa, it, tough to good, throw three interceptions and beat the Chiefs. You can't be trying – I think uh, New Orleans didn't Tom throw two as well. I think they turned the ball over a couple times, and the, the, Saints took, the Saints took advantage of that. The Chiefs aren't going to let you off the hook with three consecutive, two consecutive interceptions like that. So I, the, the execution was very good for the most part with the, you know, with the exception of a couple plays. That said – 
if the Chiefs can take advantage of those couple plays, they're going to win that ball game. That's why Tampa has to be, in, in my eyes, nearly perfect offensively if they're going to and they can do it if there's one team one guy that can do it that can execute perfectly throughout a playoff game or as close you can't do it it's probably tom brady yeah and my only counter to that point would be if you pull up the box score from super bowl 54 mm-hmm. you'll see that patrick mahomes had two interceptions yeah, so I, I just you know 286 yards two touchdowns two interceptions pedestrian by Patrick Mahomes standard. So there's no guaranteeing that he's going to come in here and throw four touchdowns to no interceptions. Um, Again, to my point and the most operative word in the Super Bowl, any championship or any game for that matter. But when you're on a one game basis, execution. So who's going to go out there uh, and and execute a better ball game? But it sounds like we're both taking the bucks, getting the points. um, And it sounds like we're both playing it under, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yeah. That's what I would, which means you should probably just take the Chiefs in the over because if, if we're both yeah, taking something, it's probably I, knew, wrong. I feel like you mushed me. You know, I, you know, I, Joe, I know. Don't, don't talk about me. I'm picking at a better than fifty percent rate this season. Well, I just wanted to hop on board. I just want to hop on board. Nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> I will say um, it's, it's right. not, it was getting talked about a little bit earlier in the week, and another thing why I kind of like the under, why I think the, the Bucks are going to have a chance. If Eric Eric Fisher's not playing, he's got the torn Achilles. I know Mitchell Schwartz is out too. He's kind of their like swing tackle. He has six starts this year. If those Bucks pass rushers show up like they did in Green Bay and take advantage of backup yeah. offensive linemen there, I don't care how good you are as a quarterback. If if you got JPP um, coming, you know. In, in your face just about every Vita other Vea snap. Vita Vea, Vita, Vea, Vita Vea changed the game. But I'm, Vita, we talked about it. He's their Akeem Hicks, you know, just if they need that to, line. If, if they can't, you know, help out, the spend more assets helping out the outside there and they have to focus more inside because Vita Vea is eating up two blockers every time, that's going to free up yeah. their defensive ends. And then that's going to if, – if you have two elite guys going up against backup tackles, that's that could be a problem. Yeah, I, I definitely think that that's um, one of the matchups that Tampa can exploit is that uh, defensive line or front seven that is uh, against for, the offensive line. For of Tampa the to win this game, is they're going that's that's going to be a matchup. Not only they're going to have to win, I think they're going to have to win very handedly, and you're going to have to see them get to Mahomes, you know, four or five times. Yeah, um, Matt, let's take a look at some MVP odds here. Ooh. Obviously. Tom Brady. Well, you got some plus money here with Tom Brady. If I pull it back up, uh, oh, Tom, Tom Brady's, Brady's plus, plus two hundred. You're getting, sprinkle yeah, you're that. getting you're getting Tom Brady at two to one. I feel like that's almost a, a requisite bet. If they win, unless one of these wideouts catches three touchdown passes, I think it's going to be a Tom Brady MVP trophy. Yeah. So two to one money there is fantastic. Pat Mahomes is the only player offering minus, minus money at minus yeah uh, one twenty. It's costing you a buck twenty Jeez. here. But outside of the two quarterbacks, if you had to give me a name, I'll, I'll don't don't even look at the odds. Give me a name of someone you could see being the game MVP here um, and I'll give you and I'll give you their odds so this is in contingent on whether or not he's playing I know it was leaning towards probably is uh, Clyde Edwards the back uh, he is Clyde Edwards the that be would be an interesting one for me if, he, if he's fully I know there's no way for us to know if he's fully healthy but if that's a guy that's actually coming back like fully healthy and full swing that has fresh legs that can mm-hmm. kind of be a guy that, you know, not the ta- Tampa's going to game plan for everybody, but a guy that kind of they haven't seen in weeks and, and don't really know what to look for might get caught on the back burner a little bit. That's a guy that you saw so much from early on, that opening game of the year where he had like 200-some all-purpose yards. If he gets in the end zone a couple times and, you know, maybe one through the air, a couple on the ground, and it has a whole bunch of receptions, that's one that might be able to steal it from Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, I think that this is a nice pick. I think that if he catches a couple passes, which has kind of been his downfall, um, that, that'll even add. You need to, for, to be a running back and win the MVP in the Super Bowl, you need to do a couple different special things. Mm-hmm. That's why That's why I steer clear. Because if we look back at MVPs in the past, it, last few years, it's been quarterbacks and wide receivers. And I think it'll continue to kind of be in that big play mode or, or at least in your multiple house call mode that yeah. you're going to need out of these guys. With that said, uh, Clyde Edwards, a layer 30 to 1. So great odds there if you want to spread a little something on uh, on him he's six throw, throw 10 uh, bucks on it sixth highest in odds at 30 to one mike evans also 30 to one something interesting to take a look at but i like travis kelsey at 11 to one he's he's fourth best odds it goes mahomes brady and then tyreek and kelsey yeah. are both 11 to one i think that now i know i'm contradicting myself and saying it's wide receivers and quarterbacks I, I mean call travis kelsey whatever you want he's a pass catcher um he could score three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He could, I mean, he could have a 56 yard gain on top of those touchdowns. I think he's been so productive in the playoffs, been over a hundred yards in both games. I think multiple touchdowns in both. No, he might think he had one touchdown in the divisional round. Um, nonetheless, he's an absolute force. He's the best in the game. And I'd say if you're picking pass catchers, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, all included, I mean, you don't make many picks before you get to Travis no, Kelsey. I think and he's I think the first. going to be a big part of that. You think he's number one overall? You take no, him no, over no, any of, wide receiver of, in the game? No, I, I thought you meant like in terms of like in this game of people to win. In this game? No, I, I thought you were talking about like if I'm taking a pass catcher to win Super Bowl MVP in this game. Gotcha. Yes, that, that's the point I'm making. Yes. I, I, but the broader no, point he's not was, by. I wouldn't take him over. But there's not many people right. coming off the board before you get to Travis no. Kelsey in terms of pass catchers in the NFL. That's why I think he could have a massive game here. So I think there's some some decent odds at 11 to one if he catches one or two of those little dumpy shovel passes at the goal line. They still count. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and it's the perfect setup where Mahomes got his. You know, yeah. Super Bowl MVP, um, same as Brady in the past when he got his. Well, then it was time for Edelman to win one. Was that was that Julian Edelman's game? Made an amazing catch to keep things alive there in the 28-3 game. Um, had a great – but sometimes sometimes whoever's making the decision is ready to give it to someone other than the quarterback. And if, mm-hmm. and if you're going to turn to anyone immediately, Travis Kelsey and a Chiefs win. Again, contradicting my game pick here because uh, um, the, the Bucks aren't going to win the Super Bowl and Travis Kelsey win the MVP. But y- you got to you got to spray the board a little bit. You yeah. can't you can't you approach everything pick, from one angle. On where if you lose one thing, you lose everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I'm going with Travis Kelsey at 11-1 win MVP. You know, in it's rare that you see a defensive guy win it, but if you're going to be in a game that's kind of going to be that might be a sloppier game that might be, you know, a, a wet raining game that's going to be a little bit slowed down. Taking a look at those Tampa defensive ends, Shaq Barrett and, and JPP, it's, it's been a while since I think Von, Von Miller is the last one to do it. But that was a game that was, you know, a low scoring game. He got to the quarterback a couple of times. He recovered a fumble, I think forced one. Like there is a path for a great pass rusher in a low scoring game to go ahead and win Super Bowl MVP. I think yeah. that's that might be your best long shot odds. The, the site I'm on has now JPP at plus uh, at 60 to one. And I believe Shaq Barrett at 37 to one. So those are two guys, especially taking advantage of a banged up offensive line that you could see maybe stealing a couple sacks, maybe recovering a fumble here and getting there is getting rewarded in a lower scoring game. If that's the, if that's what the weather's going to do. Yeah. Um, I know we like to, 
I know like we like to sometimes you got to zig sometimes you got to zig when they zag and the biggest zig you could make on this game would be a defensive player with all the offensive firepower on each side of the ball a defensive Mm -hmm. player winning the Super Bowl MVP would be the biggest zig and that's why I don't hate it at all yeah I don't hate it at all Um, All right, let's jump into some of these props Matt again player pass Uh, let's talk Travis Kelsey Mm -hmm. yards of first reception is that a player or a pass for you can I hear the number 12 and a half. I'm going to pass. I think, I think you're seeing more of like an eight yard reception type deal. I think his first reception is going to be on like second and third. You don't have to break. You can't, you don't pass it and then give us an underplay, Matt. I just passed. I said, I know. Well, oh, I'm sorry. But, 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 I'm then, sorry. but then you, no. but then you broke my, down the line. No, 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 no. In my head, I was taking over under, I was passing on set 12 and a half yards. Gotcha. Uh, no, I'll probably just pass on that one. That one seems like a little much for me. All right, going to move down the list here. Uh, that's a little much for you. McCall Hardman, yards of longest punt return, seven and a half. I'm going to play that. I'm going to play like that. Over. I like that. I like the over. You know, there's always a there's always a, a non-traditional, not a non-traditional touchdown, but a non-traditional play that changes the game, whether, I mean, immediately comes to mind, Devin Hester, uh-huh. kickoff return to start the Super Bowl. Um, let's talk about the uh, most recently, what do we have? I mean, we've had some big special teams plays. You think about the, I mean, not recently, but the onside kicks, the onside kick to start the second half mm-hmm. uh, in the in the New Orleans uh, Colts Super Bowl. I, there's always I something think, not I don't think I don't think seven and a half yards is too much to ask out of a punt returner. I just no, I don't. I, I don't think you're going to see him fair catch every time out there. All right, I'm going to get us down to a, some uh, some non punt related because we got a Bradley Pinion longest. Give me another, give me another gro- one. Bradley Pinion longest gross punt over under fifty two and a half. Ooh, I'm going to take the under because <laughs> if the weather, if if it's, if it's a rainy day, if it's raining a little bit, I think that's going to I think that's going to affect the punts. All right, uh, we Expert are still analysis. on first receptions. I got a ton of stuff I'm working through here. Okay, here we got some totals now. Any long snap uh, props we could bring Ryan Icon for? I'd have to dig into that, but uh, let's get to the big guy, Patrick Mahomes. Total passing touchdowns over under two and a half. I'll take. I'm gonna play. I would play that and take the over. I'm gonna play that, take the over, and I'm also gonna call that my lock. So if you Ooh. want to assign your lock to anything, my lock. It's juice to a buck fifty. So Didn't take that. Uh, I mean, that's juice to a buck fifty. Yeah, over oh, the wow. over is juice to a buck fifty. The like under is paying you plus one twenty. I like that a lot. Um, so I like over two and a half there as my lock. Pat Mahomes, total passing yards, player pass over under 332 and a half. I'm, I would, I'm, I'd probably pass on that one. I am not, I don't, I don't think I want to take two Mahomes props and I like the touchdown one a yeah. lot more. If I had to play it, I think I'd like the under, but I don't want to bet against Pat Mahomes to accomplish things because he's very good completely share that sentiment i mean we're on the same page here matt I, I again of the two that we just read through definitely my least favorite and i would play it under as well just mm-hmm. taking a look at his um performances here in the postseason he's fallen short of that number both in the afc championship that game seems and like the a lot round, of yards and he's fallen short and he fell short of that number in the super bowl last year i think he's only surpassed 332 i, I did the numbers the other day i think seven seven times this season yeah and times maybe and Tampa's defense, um, is secondary lot, is getting a little healthy. Like, they're getting healthier, too. It's not the same yeah. secondary we saw in Green Bay. So that, that just seems like a very high total for me that 
the people making these odds are also a lot smarter than me. So, All right, Tyreek Hill, total receiving yards. Before I read you this number, remember he had 206 receiving yards in the first quarter of the regular season matchup between these two teams. Uh, finished with, I believe, 269 that day. His total is 93 and a half. I'm going to take the over. I, I saw that total, uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before, and I thought that was a little bit low. Um, I think he's good for at least one very big play. Uh, like he is in most games. And I, I, th- I think it was the Bucks earlier this year when it granted it was a regular season game, whole different story, but he had like 200 and some plus receiving yards. And I think he had like over a hundred in the first quarter or something like that. He just absolutely went off against Tampa. Um, but I, I think anything under a hundred for me with Tyreek Hill is something that I'm, I'm willing to risk that he's going to hit that over. Yeah, definitely, definitely very something very um, interesting there. Something that catches your eye. Uh, double digits, Tyree Kill. With everything we've seen out of, I mean, he could, like we said, he can go get that number in the first two drives, mm-hmm. uh, which is the scary thing about Tyree Kill. But it's a stay away. It's a no play for me. I could really see two on Tyreek and them saying beat us a different way yeah um, that that could be a, a strategy coming out of Tampa so we'll see I'm steering clear of that one uh, McCole Hardman interesting here I know we talked about the kick return but over under 28 and a half receiving yards um man that's a I think uh, I, I that's can a tough so I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna play it and I'm gonna play it over because I really think that out of that similar thought process, if you're taking away Tyreek Hill, he's the next guy that, yeah, no, I mean, he's, well, he's got, the he's the next, no, no, he's like the next, like, he is the most similar skill set kind of to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. He's got that speed and he might be able to take advantage of and I can't, the extra and I man. Can't give you a, I can't give you a concrete number, but of the 18 games that the chiefs have played this season, I bet you 15 of those 18 games, they've taken at least one deep shot to Nicole Hardman. Not saying that they hooked up on it, but he's a part of the game plan vertically. For sure. 28 and a half is, is one deep ball. I think um, I saw he also had a two. It was like over his receptions were only over under two or two and a half, which I thought was a little bit low, which I, I think I'd take the risk on him, which again, by your line of your line of Tyree kill thinking, if you think yeah. he's going to be taken away a little bit over two and a half receptions for Hardman would be uh, one you'd like. They like to uh, they like to get Hardman working in that like jet motion, mm-hmm. um, and if you're out of shotgun, that little forward flip pass. That I mean, if yeah, we run two of those, and there's, four, and there's 14 yards, you know. Yeah. Um, so I like that one over as well. Travis Kelsey, 96 and a half receiving yards over under. See 96 and a half. Yeah. Um. That's a good number. I would. I, I, it's my MVP, so it's an overplay. Yeah, number. that's I. I, I saw his receptions total is right around seven. And if he's going to hit mm-hmm. that, I, I liked the over on that. And if he's going to hit that, I think he'll probably go over those yards. Um, so I think by process of what you were kind of talking by how much I like one bet, I think that factors into liking this one too, yeah. if that makes sense. I don't think I'd play it, but if I was playing it, I would take the over. All right. Uh, this is an interesting one before we jump over uh, some different ones. But prop season's so fun. I love props. They're so much fun. Tyreek Hill. Total rushing yards over it. under over under five and a half. Man, I saw. I don't know how, I don't like, know how many rushing attempts he has too. this year. 
like over they, no, it's my it's minus money both sides of the bet. If he's minus one twenty, if he's going to do it, if he's going to get rushing yards, it's going to be the Super Bowl where Andy Reid drops. I up guess one, right. Yeah, I'm not going. to – I know you know. No, those are the types of bets where I'm like, oh, it's a small <laughs> number. Like, there's no way he's no, he's going to do it, and then he just he's going to have zero carries. I'm going to just as tempting as that is. I'm going to take the under because even if he does get a carry, he's probably just going to get one and you're relying on him to pick up six. I just, uh, I'm going to say, that's I'm going to like, stay away from it. Just stay away from it. You could, you could ruin it. your Super Bowl viewing uh, experience rooting for Tyreek Hill to get a rush all game. So. Yeah, just don't do it. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. I mean, you mentioned him as an MVP. Yeah. Total rushing yards, 28 and a half. I'll take the over. Um, I think he's going to be featured more in this game. I think he's going to be a big part of the rushing uh, attack. Yeah, I, I, no offense to Darrell Williams. He's had, he's had nice playoffs, uh, but he's going to – the Chiefs are a team that like to use multiple running backs, and Alaire has been out for so long enough that people have kind of forgotten how good he was. He was having a fantastic year, and I think he's going to be a big part of their offense that you know Tampa not isn't seeing coming but hasn't been there for a while that they might not be fully prepared for. Yeah, a little bit tougher to game plan for a guy that you haven't seen a whole lot of, and mm-hmm. I mean, proved his worth throughout the season. Hundred like percent. Not, it's not like we're wondering who if Clyde Edwards-Alaire can cut it on this. No, it's not like a rookie it's, who's making you who somehow was out all year coming back. It's a guy that was very good. No, um, scrolling down here, we got some obscure passing attempts. Not really my favorite uh, total rushing attempts. <laughs> Travis Kelsey total receptions over under seven and a half. Give me that over. Yeah, I'll take the over of the week too. Um, That's uh, I, that. That was my lock of the week in the AFC Championship round, and I believe the number was six and a half. I mean, he had he had he hit seven middle of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can take the same approach of if they're going to take someone away, maybe it's Kelsey, but he's got to touch the ball over seven and a half times. I think it's a little bit harder to take a tight tight end away too. Yeah. It's, it, it's I mean, a little bit harder to double a tight end, I, I feel yeah. like, because they're lining up in so many different spots and different parts of the field, and the, the guys taking them away are usually linebackers might not be able to keep up with them. That's be, that that prop, the, the Travis Kelsey catches prop, it's starting to get to a point where, like, going into next season, I might just take that over every week because every week. I think that's going to be something that I'll probably go, you know, 14 and two, not maybe not 14 and two, but, you know, uh, 12 and four, something like that. You're going to lose a couple yeah. weeks, but for the most part, you're going to win that prop. And honestly, I'm, I just popped open his pro football reference right now. He went over that total uh, actually 12 times. He was yeah. <laughs> that regular season. That prop was, or I'm sorry, regular season and playoffs. He went over that. He only went under that four times. So yeah. I think that's one of those bets that you just take every time. Uh, taking a look at one last Kansas City prop here before we move to the other side of this matchup. Harrison Butker. Total kicking points over under eight and a half. Love that. Over. Give me the over. I think I like the over too. So we need we need we need two field goals out of them. Yeah, it's just that uh, which or doable. a field goal and a blowout. I so it would be field. Oh, you, so you need two f- field goals and three. Extra need, points. If it was one field goal, you need five, six extra points, which would be a lot. Good, a lot very good, um, very good. You know, you don't. I, I haven't done math in a while. Okay, <laughs> it's been a little while. I, I did it in my head. Uh, do any do any tackle totals uh, interesting? No, um, I, not, not that I don't. Assists. I just 
I don't know enough about either of these defenses to know who's making them, who's had big seasons and who's made a lot of the tackles for yeah. them. I mean, if you told me a Devin White prop or a Tyron Matthew Honey prop, Badger's four and a half. I'd probably tell you the over then because yeah. I think he's going to be around the ball. Yeah, I think he's going to be around the ball a lot. But I just, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know enough about tackle props to want to venture into that. And I think I'm going to be more I, offensive props are just more fun to root for. Let's just yeah. be honest. Well, let's get it back there. Tom Brady total passing touchdowns two and a half as well. But you got plus money there playing it over. I like it. Under uh, Ty, wait, Tyron Matthews plus money? Tom Brady. No, Tom, Tom Brady. Oh, Brady. I, I was transitioning. Okay. Tom Brady, two and a half over under touchdown passes. Yeah, I think I'd take over. The under's minus 150. I think if both overs are plus money, I'm mm-hmm. taking both overs because I think one of them's going to hit. No, the Mahomes, Mahomes overs, Mahomes overs big minus money. Oh, I thought you said it's over. I thought you said it's no, plus one fifty. Juice to one. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I miss, so I miss, you. I, miss I misheard you. That's my <clears throat> hand up. That's on me. So it's essentially flipped. The, the yeah. odds are flipped. Brady's minus one fifty to go under. Mahomes is minus one fifty to go over. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I would take Brady's. I'm honestly, I'd probably still take both overs. Yeah, because I think Mahomes will go over, and I think Brady has a pretty decent chance. Because even when they get down to the red zone, they're they're still flipping the ball around. Brady passing yards three oh five and a half. Three oh five and a half. <sighs> Man, that's really close. What did he do against Green Bay? I'd be I want to say it was Tom like Brady low two hundreds. I'm leaning the under because I, I've been pounding the weather drum this whole week mm-hmm. this whole podcast that I do think it, it, it's supposed to rain most of the day and there's there's a pretty decent chance, a good screen bay. pretty decent chance of rain throughout <clears throat> the uh, throughout the game not that Tom Brady hasn't dealt with weather before but I'm just I think you might see a little bit more of a conservative offensive approach for them so I'm going to take the under okay um, my mind immediately goes to the under last two have gone under that number. Okay. But prior to that, starting in the wild card round or finishing in the wild card round and including the last three weeks of the season, he went over four straight weeks, 390, 348, 399, 381. Okay. So maybe they've dialed it back to a little bit more of a, excuse me, ball control is not the word, but and nor is conservative the word, but a little bit more of a cautious offensive attack, uh, not open it up as much we'll Mm -hmm. we'll see what they do here but my mind goes under there too yeah sorry i'm like completely dying over here right now in through the nose Uh, out through the mouth in through the nose out through the mouth that usually too much coffee this morning i haven't had coffee yet i just woke up Uh, and talked to you we're going mike evans total receiving yards 62 and a half Seems low. That does seem low, but that's. I just don't like any of. I don't like any of their yards totals because you don't know who it's going to be. And same thing with Kansas City. You don't know who it's going to be, but you feel like it's going to be everyone. I I don't know if I have that same feeling about the Bucks, where like one, it's going to be everybody's going to pitch in, but I feel like one guy's numbers are going to far surpass somebody else's, and I don't feel like I know who. Yeah, and Mike Evans is a guy that can have a bunch of touchdowns in a game without racking up too many yards. And have like 37 a, yards, three touchdowns. That, that's one that I'm in the player spirit of player pass. I'm probably just going to pass on because it. he's every bit as capable of eight receptions, 140 yards as he is four receptions for 40 yards. It just, it, he's such a, a wild roller coaster ride throughout the year. As good as he is. What did I give you? My over was Pat Mahomes, two and a half passing touchdowns. My lock. Yes. Removing my, I just I just found my oh, lock. I, this new is, lock I, for I, Joe. New, okay. new lock. New lock. Okay. Scotty Miller, 
total receiving yards, 15 and a half. Tom, oh, Brady, has shown, Tom Brady has shown a love for Scotty Miller that's, over the second half of this season. I'm playing Scotty Miller over as my lock. That's an easy lock. That's a really uh, – why is that total so low? Uh, I don't know. I feel like Scotty Miller is good for at least like three random scat, like 10, 15 yard catches. But that's, that's interesting. Hey, sometimes you got to take stock of the whole board and find where they missed. I think this is where they missed Scotty Miller. I want to give uh, you, take, I want to give you a look at the game then. log. If you're the game blog, go ahead. Yeah. If you're obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to rack up some numbers. It's Scotty <laughs> Miller is the stretch here, but the, Combo prop bet of passing receivers, receiving yards, leaders, double like the prop. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, Scotty Miller to be your your two leaders at the end of the night is plus five thousand. Wow, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think, think Scotty Miller is going to be the receiving leader. I, but those are pretty because I, I think it, Tom Brady can have a great game. I still don't think he's going to throw for as many yards as Patrick Mahomes, just because I think Mahomes is going to get his yards. Um, so you're kind of, for the most you part, see, like you're getting plus you 5,000 what you did right there? You just Scotty made a winner a loser. You just made a winner a loser, Matt. I don't know what that means. I think, I think we could learn. I think we could learn from that. You just took a winning bet, Scotty Miller, over 15 and a half, and you dovetailed it into a loser. Some parlay bullshit of Pat Mahomes and Scotty Miller. No, but I'm, I'm saying receiver. throwing like five dollars. You, you made a winner a loser. Throwing five dollars on a fifty to one bet if you like Scotty <laughs> Miller to have a nice game. Yeah, I might be able. To, I might be okay with losing five dollars on that one, Joe. If Scotty Miller leads the Super Bowl in receiving, okay, he's got to lead. Saying. He's got to lead both teams. I'll eat a T-shirt if Scotty Miller leads both teams in receiving. We're recording, so remember that. I will. I Do will I get to pick the t-shirt? t-shirt? Can I pick the T-shirt? No, it'll be one of my T-shirts. No, I would like to. You got a, the. Um, no, I had something, but I lost it. Yeah, it's gone. It's okay. Uh, Antonio Brown, we're going to stay away from because we don't know how available. Don't know if he's playing. Vegas thinks he's playing. His over-under set at 42 and a half yards. Seems okay. super high. I'd play that under just if it's like a, yeah, let's throw a B out there. Yeah. As a, we'll say 42 not as and a half. decoy, but as like a, he'll play, you know, a couple plays each series, 42 and a half. And I think... Yeah, I could see they him might mainly, dress him, yeah. run him out there, and not have any intention of throwing the football. Can mainly be win. seeing him, him used as a red zone kind of guy too, where he's just he might be out there as a little bit of a decoy for a few plays, and then kind of only really factor into things when you're in the red zone, when you're in goal to goal situations to give you know give them one more thing to think about. But I, I kind of lean towards you there. I think that's an underplay because you don't know how healthy he is, and then. Tampa, like we were saying, has so many weapons that they can kind of afford to use a guy like that as a decoy a little bit. Uh, we got to respect the tight ends. We got to respect our guy, friend of the podcast, Bobby Zarnowski, good friend of his, Cameron Brait, doing his thing, got in the end zone. Like I, we were talking about it the other what's day. It, what's oh, a Cam first touchdown prop, by the way? Didn't mean to cut uh, you off. That's the one I not, like. I'd have to find that. What I'm looking at I right haven't now seen him is yet. Cam receiving yards and Gronk receiving yards, both at 28 and a half. So big respect to our boy, Cameron Brait. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying, just how odd is it that you wake up and – uh, after the after the NFC Championship game, like he'll forever be able to say, "I caught a touchdown pass from Tom Brady in the NFC title game at yeah, Lambeau Field." That's, that's just like wild, bizarre, bizarre. Um, Twenty eight and a half, though. I, I I'm steer. I'm, these are passes for both teams. Yeah, for me. I, I think I, one I, of I think those one of them exactly. I don't know one of one. them's going to have a big game, but I don't know which one. Yeah. It, does Tom revert to like old school? Hey, let's catch Gronk on a couple mismatches, or is it still? Um, is it still kind of receivers and then tight ends and, you know, he's going to get his tight ends worked in, in the red zone type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see. It's just, yeah, I don't, I don't think 
it's a pass because of like we were saying. I think one of them's going to get theirs, and like the NFC Championship game, Brake got his. Gronk was kind of more of a non-factor, using a different role. You kind of never really know which one's going to show up, and I, I don't think it's worth uh, w- worth the money on those props. Uh, Chris Godwin total receiving yards seventy four and a half. Tough number for me. I'm not sure. I love either side of that one. Yeah, I'd pass on that pass. one too. Uh, Scotty Miller total rushing yards 0. 0.5 does does Scotty Miller rush oh but that's that's interesting that's better Scottie than Miller, five and a half Scotty Miller total rushing yards at a half and it's playing paying plus 450 oh just take it just throw plus five bucks yeah just five just to win 20 just, just to like just to root for a Scotty um, hold on I got a Scotty Miller game logger up, up right now does he have a rushing <laughs> attempt he has one rushing attempt excuse me he has three rushing attempts this okay. season he had a Week one had one rushing attempt for six yards. Week two had one rushing attempt for one yard. And then week seven had one rushing attempt for seven yards. So three rushing attempts for a total of seven yards. Excuse me, for a total of 14 mm-hmm. yards this season. Does he rush one in the Super Bowl? Uh, man, I think, I'm, I think that'd be a fun one. It's like, <laughs> just, just a fun one. For one, because he just, just need to hope one. he doesn't take a loss. Just give him one, one carry, doesn't, get, doesn't lose yards, you win a little money. Same line, different player. Tom Brady total rushing yards over under .5. You just don't want to lose that on taking knees at the end. Yeah, of the game. I would. That, that's, that's a tough why loss. I'm that one. All right, uh, we got Tom some running Brady back first lines. touchdown would be the better prop there. What are, we're not rushing attempts. Todd, Scotty Miller total receptions over under one and a half. Gee, let's go, Scotty Miller. Parlayed. Scotty Miller over receptions. Okay. How much is reception? One and so a half. Two, oh, I like two receptions and over what was it, fifteen and a half yards? Yes, I believe. Yeah, I mean you, you parlay that plus money both ways. Come on, Scotty Miller game. It's Scotty Miller game. one and a half receptions is over. There's plus money. Plus money at over why, one and a half. Why am I so surprised uh, by that? Is that should I'm, I not be surprised? I'm, by I'm that? a little take. I'm a little taken back as well. I mean, looking at his numbers, I feel like his name has grown bigger than his production has. He's yeah. not he's not been targeted more than three times since uh, November 2nd against the Giants when he had six targets. He's right in that one to three targets every game. Um, so I, I think that, you know, a couple big plays, especially that touchdown before half against Green Bay, has us thinking about Scotty Miller maybe in a brighter light than he Fair actually enough. plays. But um, I just in feel terms like every of his time postseason production, Scotty Miller's picking up a big reception. In terms of his postseason production, six receptions for 80 yards, um, including that long of 39 against Green Bay for the touchdown. So um, I, I think those numbers are right on. I think those numbers are right on. Fair enough. Uh, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. Let's see if we got anything else. Rob Gronkowski over under two and a half receptions. Interesting. I took the over in Green Bay, and he only hit one, so I'm going to stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah. I guess, again, a, another time where name recognition might outweigh production. Yeah. Uh, at current um, at the current juncture, uh, we're looking at longest receptions here. Nothing really juicy there. Tom Brady total interceptions point five. Does he throw one? Juice to minus one seventy. <sighs> that's a lot of oh, the over is juice. I mean, that's a yeah, lot of scratch. I mean, I I like the. I'd over, probably but play I'd it at one and a half. Yeah, and I'd, get like some plus money if I could find that. I, I I like the over, but I'd pass because I don't want to pay the juice on that. Yeah. Uh, we got to give Ryan suck up his just do Ryan suck up uh, total made extra points over under two and a half. Hmm. Oh, and you also got him total kicking over. points a little, little lower here. Total kicking points, six and a half. So uh, two, goals, eight two eight touchdowns. Half, right? Yeah. I like that. I think I think I like that. Yeah. 
Um, you know, Tom Brady likes to let his kickers play he does. in Super Bowl. <laughs> so, uh, what else? We're looking at tackle totals here. Let me fast forward through some of those. Uh, passing. Okay, here's your passing and receiving yards leaders in the game. You wanted to see who? Scotty Miller? Yes. Why? Yeah, that's what I, I read you that bet. The oh, okay. Mahomes I thought you were Miller. asking. I was going to say. No, I read I you have, the Mahomes Miller prop. Gotcha. The Brady Miller prop is 30 to 1, uh, a little less Ooh. juicy than. Mahomes to yeah that's interesting um and, and that's all I got in terms of my prop page here I, I don't have any uh I got I got an interesting know. one here those are not, those are player props yeah, player jump props. into I got a, jump I got a some... couple game ones open and I saw one that kind of struck me I, I know you're on the bucks and I I like the bucks spread and I, I honestly don't know who I'd pick if I had to take a money line bet I think it's gonna be a close game thing that's gonna come down to the wire but the Chiefs to trail by 10 plus points and then go on to win the game is paying out seven to one <laughs> I, I it's it's not the Chiefs fell behind in the AFC championship game that they it's not out of the question that Tampa might could come out of the gates and put a couple points on the board early the 49ers did it they had their lead last year in the Super Bowl the Chiefs came back to win there's no lead that's really safe from Kansas City would not shock me to see the Buccaneers have a lead, you know, like that at some point and the Chiefs to still win the ball game. So if you like the Chiefs to win, I wouldn't hate that paying out at plus 700. I think those are pretty good odds. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you're 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 essentially playing who they are. You're playing you're mm-hmm. you're gambling, you're betting your money on the fact that the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs here in 2021, 2020, doesn't matter. Like for the last 18 weeks, this is who the Chiefs have been. Are they going to yeah. be that? Is that who they're going to be on Super Bowl Sunday? At seven to one, it's definitely an interesting proposition. Yeah. Um, let's take a look at coin toss heads or tails. Got to go heads or tails here. I, I, I have some. I go heads. I have I'm some, usually heads. I, see, I, we had. I asked Kenny White, uh, the Wizard of Odds, Kenny White, on our show, big uh, Vegas insider. He, I, I go awesome Kenny. Is, is the Wizard of Odds, yeah. Awesome, uh, I, I asked Michael Kenny, is there any sign? Like, he's got a reason for anything. He, he never just plays something. Like, there's always a science or some numbers behind his plays. Mm-hmm. I go, what's the, what's the science behind the heads or tails bet? And the science is that the ceremonial coins are always heavier on the head side. There's always more art on the head side of the ceremonial coin. Good God. So when, so when flipped up in the air, there's a slightly higher chance that it will flip head down because there's more art there and the weight will pull that down. So we're, we're going with tails on, on that sort of information. Do so you want to give me plus odds on heads? I, I do not. We're, we're at minus 101 on both sides of the coin here. But uh, de- definitely interesting to look at it in terms of – and I think it's gone it, – it's something ridiculously even in Super Bowls. It's like mm-hmm. out of the 55 – out of the 54 prior Super Bowls, it's like 23 to 21. Uh, that's bad. Man. Yeah, 23 yeah. to 21, I believe, in terms in, – in favor of heads, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, um so that plays into your hand a little bit here. But uh, what else do we want to take a look at here? First scoring play. I mean, you could play it different ways. Kansas City touchdown, Tampa Bay touchdown, Kansas City field goal. Safety is paying 40 to 1. I saw uh, a similarly. I, I, I usually stay away from that one um, just because I always get it wrong. Um, outcome of first drive, though, kind of similarly. I, an attempted okay. field goal is plus 450. Uh, punt minus one twenty five, touchdown plus one ninety, turnover plus seven fifty. I think plus four fifty for betting on an attempted field goal on the first drive might not be the worst odds to try and take a roll of the dice on. 
Uh, I don't hate that at all. Uh, first Tampa Bay Buccaneers player with a reception. Ooh. Chris Godwin's your favorite at plus two fifty. Mike Evans three to one. Leonard Fournette six to one. Antonio Brown six and a half to one. Rob Gronkowski seven and a half to one. Cameron Braid seven and a half. Give me Cameron Braid. I'd take one of those tight ends. I think I take one. Or if we're going heavy, Scotty Miller. Heavy Scotty Miller lean. He's nine to one. (laughs) Tom Brady loves throwing to running backs too. Leonard Fournette at six to one. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm in those. You name the two tight ends. I like Fournette too. I would go with one of those three. All right. What if uh, player to score first points in the game? Either side of it doesn't What's, have to be. What, a touchdown. what are my what Ryan 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 suck up Harrison Butker are your favorites at plus four seventy five. Ooh. I probably. Uh, I probably take one of the kickers. I think it's a safer bet, and it's still paying you out pretty good. I think. I, I think I take Ryan suck up. Give me Ryan suck up. Um, scrolling through some exact totals here. That's tough to talk about. Double results. Last team to score in the half. Total match touchdowns. Love that they call it a match. Uh, Technically. Uh, first, first turnover of the game will be an interception or a fumble. Interceptions favored at minus 160. And yeah, then give me fumble. Why not? At that point, if it, I mean, they're, if plus money on a fumble. Yeah, give me plus money on a fumble. Oh, will there be overtime plus, plus odds a, at plus eight fifty? Mine's plus a thousand on that. You got I, plus a thousand. I got plus yes. a thousand on it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, I uh, still wouldn't take it, but that's an interesting idea. Yes, no. Will there be a safety? What color Gatorade do you think is going to get poured? Orange is the heavy favorite. Is plus there a no? Is there a no Gatorade option? No. Because no Gatorade's going to be poured. They did confetti uh, at the AFC Championship game. Interesting. I, I want to say I want to say Andy Reid has made a request for no no Gatorade. Uh, is Andy Reid getting cocky? Does that lean your pick towards the Bucks then a little bit? I, I'm not. No, Andy Reid. Andy Reid has not has not publicly made that request. But I'm saying maybe inside his locker room, he's like, "Hey boys, give me the confetti. Make sure it's make sure it's the confetti. I don't like being sticky. Try to steer clear of the sugar. Something like that. Jesus Christ. That's a terrible Andy Reid. It was not very good, but that's what made it funnier. There's honestly. One million ways to bet the Super Bowl. Um, is there one that jumps off the board at you right now on this props page? I feel like we're looking at similar stuff right now. Something you'd like to talk about? No, I don't think so. Honestly, I think that field goal prop might be one of my of all the like kind of more novelty fun props like that. Not the play, there are some player props I like more, but of all like the hey, this has some decent odds. Let's take a shot on it type deals. Yeah, I think I like that field goal attempted on the on the first drive because not even it doesn't even have to be made; just has to be attempted. I'm looking at an interesting one here. Result of first coach's challenge, plus money to upheld. And I feel like more challenges are upheld than yeah. overturned. So I feel like we're getting plus odds on the more likely outcome there at plus 120. I like that. I like that a lot. I think I'd go hey, with that. Uh, first team with 20 yards from scrimmage. Team to score the longest touchdown. Defensive touchdown. Will there be a defensive touchdown of plus 300 yes. for me? That's an interesting one. You think there will be a defensive touchdown? I think there will be. Interesting. Who's scoring it? Uh, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers score it. Okay. Sean Murphy Bunting picks one up, runs it back. Sean Murphy Bunting lays one down. Uh, I feel like every time I watch a Bucks game on Fox, I hear Joe Buck say that name like 15 times at least. <laughs> All right. Here's what we're going to look at. Last one. Patrick Mahomes touchdown passes. 
Okay. Can you guess it exact. Three, two, one, four, five, zero. Ooh. Three gives you three touchdown passes is two to one. Two For a second, when you said three, two, one, I thought you were counting down, and then we were both going to say a number. <laughs> I was confused. Uh, if you want to bet Pat Mahomes to throw five touchdown passes, if you think Kansas City's going to blow him out, 12 to one. Six or more touchdown passes, 16 to one. Kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Probably, probably pass on that one. This isn't mad. Probably pass on that. Yeah. What's the, uh, what are three and four at? Because two, uh, is, four two is, is your favorite. Plus four, 50, two is your three plus is your favorite. You said. Three, is your, uh, three is your favorite at plus 200, two to one. You actually What's, get better odds on two touchdown passes at two and a half to one. I, I think I'd probably take two and I'd probably take two and four. Yeah, sprinkle a little. Yeah, little two sprinkle and four. just a little bit. Okay. I think I like those. You could, you could uh, bet the jersey number of first touchdown score thirteen to twenty, eighty-one to ninety-nine, twenty-one to thirty. That's obscene. I yeah, I, 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 I'm not shocked, but yeah, I'll pass on that one. Total kickoffs in game, 12 and a half, over, under. You know, we got two baked in. 12 and a half is a lot. That is, that's a lot, but that's just thinking about the scores. That's too much for my brain, so I'm just going to take the <laughs> under. I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm not going to take the under, I'm going to pass. That's, that's too much for my brain there. All right, well, to boil it down, uh, I am going Buccaneers getting the three. I'm going under the total, and my lock is Scotty Miller over 15 and a half yards. I'm going to go Bucks under, and I'll lock it up with Travis Kelsey's receptions. I, 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 I pumped that one up so much. Can I change mine to, can I change mine to Scotty Miller receptions over one and a half? Sure. I will allow you Scotty Miller that. receptions over one and a half. Okay. I, yeah. I just, and, uh, Travis Kelsey over that was it seven. Uh, seven and a half. Seven of the hook. I'll still take. Yeah, I'll I'll take the hook as well. Um, he's gone over that total, like twelve of the sixteen games. Whatever he's played, thirteen of the sixteen games he's played. Um, I, if I lose that one, I'm okay with it. Very nice. Uh, that is your pick'em preview for Super Bowl Fifty Five. Tweet us some CBS. of your props, guys. So let's, Tweet let's, us see some what, let's see what you're betting, Parker. Uh, I'm those talking to those you. lines. Those lines were all. Courtesy of CBS Sports Gambling Partner, William Hill Sportsbook. Oh. I had to throw that in as well. I pulled a couple of points, um, bet, but that's fine. Nice. Points nice. bet NBC Sports. Matt, <laughs> uh, before we say goodbye to the people here, you want to jump into a quick buy or sell? Hit a couple of different topics. Yeah, we got a couple local ones here that, that were, I think, newsworthy this week. You want to start? You want yeah, me to start? Um, I'll start. Uh, I, I think that... <laughs> It hasn't been a great start to the season, but I think better than expected in some ways. Much Matt, better. Buy or, buy or sell, the Blackhawks are going to be better this year than we thought they'd be. I'm buying it. They're already better this year than we thought they'd be. Um, yeah. I, I think the overarching sentiment is that they're not, they're not incredibly talented, but they play very hard, and they've played a lot more positionally sound than they have in the last couple of years. Um all four of their lines, one through four, make you work. And I, I think the lack of talent that, you know, whether that's been lack of bringing in people, whether it's been losing Jonathan Taves and Kirby Doc for significant periods of times, a lot of mm-hmm. their lineup just makes you work. And I, I don't think teams are used to going up against four straight lines of that. Their defense is actually like they have six NHL defensemen, seven NHL defensemen, which is something we haven't seen in the last couple of years. And, Arguably the most important thing I would shouldn't have even said arguably it's been the most important thing so far. Kevin Lankinen's kind of emerged early on as a goalie that looks like not only an NHL goalie but like a future NHL starter. He's been 
and he's top five in the NHL in, in goals against and save percentage. He's been fantastic so far this year. So it, it's been a pleasant surprise that they're not going to be a playoff team. I don't believe. I think it'd take a whole lot for that to happen. But they're they're playing interesting hockey with the exception of those Tampa games, which now watching Tampa play even more, they might just be blowing out everybody. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not getting blown out. They're playing in games, and they allowed five in each of the first four games, and since then their defense and goaltending has been phenomenal. It's It's been much better than you could have expected. and They're staying in games. They, they played Carolina the other night, who's one of the better teams in the NHL. They're, they're one of the probably three favorites, four favorites in the Eastern Conference. Great game. Yeah, great Terrible game. shootout performance. That That's where this team's going to struggle, by the way. they I mean, Patrick Kane's your shootout guy, and other than that, you don't, you don't – Jonathan Taves isn't isn't knocking on that door anytime soon. No Kirby Doc. Alex DeBrinkett's never been much of a shootout guy. He's kind of more of like a sniper type player. They yeah. don't really have. If Kane's not scoring in the shootout like he didn't, you're not going to win. Um, but they were down two nothing to Carolina in the first period, and that's a game last year, year before that they go on to lose five to one. They fought back to tie it. They went down three to two in the third in the game that Carolina was kind of starting to take over. They fight back again to tie it, and they they, they force overtime, and that. It's a much more fun, easier team to root for than it has been in past years. Yeah. And Patrick no Kane's still really good. Still, still, still one of the best. Still a thing. Um, so that's Matt's Hockey Minute combined with Buy or Sell. Love that. Um, buy or Sell, I'm going to talk to White Sox in their DH situation. Nelson Cruz just got picked up uh, back by Minnesota one year, $13 million, which I thought was fairly affordable, which too bad. Maybe you just want to go back there. Um, but it sounds more and more like the Sox are going to be comfortable going with Andrew Vaughn in that DH role. Um, buy or sell, trusting the, granted, incredibly highly touted prospect, but trusting the prospect who has no major league at bats in that DH role in such an important year for the Sox. I buy it. I don't necessarily buy trusting uh, the rookie prospect, but I buy the approach to the DH position not being a you know concrete. This is our DH 158 games of this season. Like mm-hmm. allowing your DH to be a rotational position. If you have some pieces where guys could play different outfield spots, guys could supplement at first. Like allowing different guys to have a pseudo off day and just DH. I've always been very very much in that camp uh, that thought process of dh just allows us to be more creative with the roster it doesn't have to be a position that yeah. we assign that one guy is going to be this guy he's going to be that guy for 158 of the 162 um i think that going at it you, you obviously if you play it the way that i'm talking about then you know you have to answer questions throughout the entire season and headed towards the playoffs of who's mm-hmm. going to be your everyday dh and this and that but that's fine i mean answer the questions and find the right alchemy the right mix and if this kid does prove to be what he's touted to be then yeah he's your dh for the playoffs but if not you've um you've exhausted every possible uh every possible version of your roster to find the one that you like heading into the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm with you on the idea of kind of using that DH, but if you have multiple, you know, a lot of talented hitters and ones, you know, an odd man out, you can use that as kind of a day out day off, rotate some people positionally. I do think mm-hmm. there is an exception to the rule. And that is for guys like Nelson Cruz, who are MVP candidates who is as locked into that DH role as they are. If they're going to give you MVP production out of a DH role, something you got to consider. But again, maybe 13 million was a little much for that. Maybe he just wanted to go back to Minnesota. Who knows? That said, 
I like Andrew Vaughn. I think he's going to be a very good player. And if they do decide to go, you know, go with him, give him shots early on, that's fine. I still would like to see them bring in another outfielder type yeah. player, whether that, that Marcelo Zuna might not be the best answer because it, he's, he's the first name. He seems like the best guy still left out there. That would be my, my dream signing, but I think he'll be a little bit more expensive. But that's a guy who, well, he doesn't give you much defensively. He's a guy who can go play left and you know, tell Eloy to go DH. Uh, he can play right, whatever. Um, that would be a guy I'd like to see. Or oddly enough, I, if he doesn't get signed, doesn't get picked up, is looking for a one-year deal, doesn't want to go back to the Dodgers for whatever reason, I'd really like to see them make a phone call to Justin Turner. Um, other than okay. that, though, like, I, I'm talking about guys on one-year deals. I, I'm, I'm with you. If they decide to go in with Andrew Vaughn, the depth they kind of have at those – the depth they have in that lineup, they're probably thinking they can afford to roll the dice with Andrew Vaughn early on. And if it's not working out, there's going to be a trade market for, you know, some guy who's off to a decent start that's not going to cost you too much that, you know, a team's just looking to get back a couple prospects for. And anytime you get a chance to buy a jersey with Vaughn on the back, you take that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, is he going to wear ninety nine? That's what can it really he wear ninety nine. Boyle's done. Uh, I really I, hope. I, God, I hope so. If he wears ninety nine, I'm buying that jersey. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, Matt, I think. Uh, and I think if he doesn't, doesn't come up, if he doesn't come up to the plate to wild thing, he's doing it very wrong. Yeah, also also an issue. Also would be an issue. Uh, Matt, I think that's it for this episode of the Moose and Moons podcast, episode one ninety two. There you go. The pod. You remembered it, uh, front and back. We hope you enjoyed this season of college football. We hope you enjoyed the picks. We hope you enjoyed the analysis. Uh, we will have and the NFL. One, we will have one last analysis on the back end of the Super Bowl. Hope we uh, can break that down early in the week next week, um, and then it's on to uh, it's on to greener pastures. Yeah, I, I, I think that, we're going to we try require, probably we try and get some, some mailbags for, mail for sure. I think we're going to try and, and talk to some some guests uh, coming up here try and catch us up on some things we might have missed I, I think we're, we're probably overdue for a Mark, Mark Schanowski appearance on the podcast always um, kind of go from there see see what we've missed kind of throughout football season get ready for baseball season whatever if there's a, there's anybody you like that we have on obviously we all know you love Mark we're going to do that but anybody we've had that you'd like to see back repeat performances let us know send us some mailbags and um the content becomes a lot more of yours once football season ends, people. So, so get it's at us. It's a user-generated user podcast. Exactly. So, so get, us a, up. get us Get at us. We appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning into this episode of the Moose and Moose golf podcast, pod. episode 192. We are a golf pod. Waste management, Phoenix Open this weekend. Got to make mention of it. Not going to be the same, but uh, no. still going to tune in. Golf is back. Uh, and that's it. For Matt, I'm Joe. We'll talk to you later. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. <laughs> Chicken on the steak was phenomenal. <laughs>